just because of how awkward it feels it was taking me forever to get through the scene of you know 11 giving a presentation at school has just awkward scenes like that i always struggle to get through has like i'm awkward enough in my own life i don't need to view other people's <laughs> awkwardness <Yeah. laughs> Welcome to Nerd Burger, episode 486. Hopefully it's faster than that. It's a podcast. I'm Mike and... I'm Josh. Welcome back, Josh. Thanks for having me again. This was the previously mentioned heavy metal version of yeah, yeah. your theme song. It shreds. This uh, riff that he plays, it's like almost all of it is above the 20th fret. It's like super high. It's insane. Yeah, it's he. He has a whole series of covers. From I saw that, that game. He he actually put out like a, a officially sanctioned album of those covers. Cool. Officially sanctioned from, uh, from Toby Fox, the developer of the game slash composer of the original music. Nice. And of course, uh, he is the guy on YouTube who I don't know the name of. <laughs> yeah, he uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Rich Rishad E B is like the the handle he uses on YouTube. I don't know his actual name. Yeah, I couldn't read the handle when I was looking at it. That's why I don't remember it. Uh Richard B I C H L E R. Like I know how I think that should be pronounced, but Bic- Bickler? <laughs> Bickler, I, I would hope. Not Bitchler. <laughs> Even if it is Bickler, you know, kids in school called him Bitchler. Oh, for sure. Poor guy. That's not, that's not cool. Parents change that, change those names that can be made fun of those last names and don't, and don't give first names that can be made fun of, obviously, because every, oh, I, every name can be made fun of if you try hard enough. Yeah. I, I had a friend in, um, in high school whose last name was Dix D-I-X. Yep. He he full <laughs> leaned into it though. He you he have always to joked, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> he always joked how he wished his wished his first name was actually Richard. Richard. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> he, he he could be a proctologist and be Dick Dix the Dick Doc. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Dick Dicks the Dick Doc. <laughs> Dr. Dick Dicks. Paging Dr. Dick Dicks. Oh, man. What else is new? Well, like we were talking about before we started, uh, had to perform emergency toilet surgery this morning <laughs> to, to deal with a, you know, constantly running tank, type of issue. Tank issue. Specify surgery on the tank, not the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind yeah, of surgery the, uh, the, I usually the have. The good to do. old fill valve wouldn't cut off, so it was just the water was constantly running in the background. 
And I mentioned uh, to Josh that I uh, one of my toilets has a very slow leak internal, you know, like it's not the flappers not closing all the way. So I got to figure out how to fix that. Hopefully it doesn't involve drilling rusty bolts out of the toilet. Yeah. I mean, flap, if it is actually just the flapper, that's super easy to yeah. deal with. I've done that a few times. Yeah, I'm not. The, the, those things, despite how, how they're made, do eventually deteriorate being in the water all the time. Yeah. Do you have very hard water or soft water or medium water? Yeah, not, not, not particularly hard or soft, as I that's recall. That's nice. We have hard water here. Get those like pink mineral stains in the bottom of the sink if you don't clean them like once a week. Yeah, because I know my oldest sister lives in Florida and like the water's so hard down there. They they have uh, water softeners installed most of the houses. Yeah. My parents have have had water softeners in every house they've lived in up north just because they like it. I guess it's, you know, it makes maintenance and cleaning easier, but it you feel wet when you, like, greasy wet when you get out of the shower, like you haven't washed all the soap off. Yeah, there's something weird that. about the, yeah, there's something <laughs> weird about the feel of the water yeah, the, after it's gone through a softener. Hard water with lots of minerals in it makes, is that's what makes you squeaky clean, as they say. Like, we can, you can wring your hair out, or squeegee yourself and you can like it actually makes a squeaky noise that's what i'm used to that's what what i think is normal water feeling on my body well let's stop talking about this it's getting weird (laughs) 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 oh yeah that's uh that's good should we let's just jump straight into news how about that how about some news sounds good okay you got any news josh i did find out something i was very excited about a uh a game i've been waiting on that is kind of the spiritual successor to one of my all-time favorites is actually coming out before the end of this year it's uh, so I'll, i'll just explain there's a game called dead space ea the people who own the development the developer eventually like gutted the team and closed them down. So they've popped up with a new studio and they are making like a very obvious dead space, spiritual successor called the Callisto protocol uh, set on, you know, the, the, what is it? One of Jupiter's moons, Callisto. And it is scheduled to come out uh, in December of 2022. Wow. That's this year. Yep. That's nice. Most of the time when they announce these things, isn't it, you know, more than five months away? Well, and they had announced, like, they had teased that this game was happening, like, a couple of years ago. But, yeah, it's only recently we've got the firm date. And apparently they must have been working on it uh, before they revealed it longer than I thought if they already have it ready to go this year. As usually like a big budget game nowadays, like that's at least five years of development time. And if you're um what I can't think of the name of the game, the one with the from the Polish developer, it's even longer. You keep developing it after it's released. Yeah. Well, I mean that 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 <laughs> happens anyway, especially with like multiplayer live service type games. What's what's the game I'm trying to think of? The the one that had the horrible rollout? 
and continues to the epically pwned people oh it's 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 one of those things where i know what you're talking about uh-huh. but it's like it's not jumping to mind if i actually played the game i might remember and sometimes developers will manage to turn a situation like that around and sometimes they won't i think the most no uh, there was a game called no man's sky that very famously delivered on almost none of the promises that had developer made when it came out and it was like panned but like they kept like expanding it and patching it and fixing things and it's it's very well regarded now eventually they got it right something uh cyberpunk 2077 hopes to do that was the game oh right yeah <laughs> And given how and given some of the famous stuff that developers put out like it's why like i cyberpunk has so like i have it sitting on my shelf and it slipped to my brain <laughs> <laughs> had you given up on it <laughs> i the has when it first came out like they were doing for um both you know ps4 to ps5 and uh xbox one to xbox series x they were doing what's called smart delivery which meant that you you bought the one version and it meant you would have access to the next gen version when it existed because they hadn't finished the xbox series x and uh ps5 versions when the game first came out uh the game on console in particular like i'm sure pc got wild as well but on console it it was borderline unplayable right it was so buggy um they resolved some of that and my experience wasn't quite as bad because you know i was playing the xbox one version on the series x you know higher level hardware so it kind of smoothed out some of the issues but it it was still a lot went wrong <laughs> yeah history nerd uh, jim on the show has been documenting that as it as it goes but well, we hadn't talked about it in a while so yeah which i the next gen versions should be out now like i i should maybe look into that and see how it's doing but uh but yeah, I was just double checking to see if there was a date on that. But my recollection is the next gen version. Yeah, PS5, Xbox Series X, uh, they finally pushed out in February. So about a year and a half after the initial release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Epic Alley. Oh, boy. Want some uh, Hollywood news? Sure. It's a dead celebrities theme. They say that the deaths come in threes. Little did we know several weeks ago when Ray Liotta died that there would be two more. But we lost a couple of a uh, couple more good fellas and uh, sidekicks in the uh, mob kind of genre there. James Kahn, although not Italian, <laughs> famously played. Uh, uh, Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. Yes, he was uh, James Caan, uh, dead at 82, gunned down at a uh, toll booth on the Jersey Turn... Wait, no, that was... I'm sorry, that was the character. Um, <clears throat> not sure what the actual actor died from. Would help to read this. See, I've seen I've seen The Godfather several times. I've seen Elf several times, and I've I've seen Misery. And I don't think I've seen him in anything else. 
which yeah i'm trying he he's he was a... he, he's one of those actors that was in so much i'm sure i've seen a lot that he's in but yeah i mostly remember godfather yeah oh that's why i didn't read the article it's because the article is a video <laughs> that's that's not helpful the uh just quickly looking at the wiki it doesn't list the cause either so maybe they haven't advertised that yet and it could have just been old age i mean he was 82 i mean 82 yeah 82s i guess that's above the average so but there, there's a lot of people in late 80s and early night or and early night or not no no i'm saying it the opposite way people younger than dying younger than that in their 60s and 70s that they're calling uh, or 50s even that they're calling natural causes like all those musicians that died one after another like a month or two ago well, I, I feel like in that case, a lot of it's just, you know, the the way they had a lot of wear and tear from the uh, the the musician lifestyle. Um, and it still may not have been any one specific thing at the other. The other one rounding out the three, Tony Sirico, Sirico, every, who everyone remembers as Polly Walnuts on The Sopranos, the guy with the two toned hair. He passed away at seventy nine. Yeah, I was just uh, watching uh, someone on Twitter had put up the clip of him and one of the other Sopranos actors uh, uh, being directed by, you know, the Sesame Street characters, Bert and Ernie, <laughs> to play Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> It's I don't know when this segment happens, but yeah, it was uh, Surico and I can't it's one of the other Sopranos actors whose name escapes me at the moment. But yeah, one of them were playing a live action version of Bert and Ernie and then like someone yells cut and it turns out they're being directed by the the puppets Bert and Ernie who, who are trying to coach them how to get the laughs right. Steven Sharippa, who played uh, uh, Bobby something. Bobby, really long last name. The guy that got, uh, he got shot to death in the, in the train store at the end. Here, you want to you wanna listen to this, Burton or anything? Welcome to the Burton Ernie Christmas Special, starring Tony Sirico as Bert and Steve Sharippa as Ernie. Oh, 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 Ernie. What the heck is sticking out of your ear over there? Cut, 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 cut. What? Mr. What? Sirico. What? Yeah, that was all wrong. You're supposed to say, hey, Ernie, do you know that you have a gingerbread man in your ear? I am? That's what the script says. Not to worry. Right, my good friend? I can handle this. Great. Let's take it from the top. Gingerbread man! Gingerbread man! Oh. Thanks, Prairie. No problem. And action. Hey, Ernie. Do you know that you have a gingerbread man in your ear? Yeah, I know. Want a bite? Want a bite? Do I look like I want to taste the earwax frosting to you? <gasps> cut! Cut, 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 Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was just looking. Apparently, it was actually like an actual holiday special bit on like a, a Sesame Street thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's it's on Sesame Street's YouTube channel. How about that? I'll put that in the show notes so people can 
watch the rest of it if it's entertaining. <laughs> okay. Let's see what else? Uh, oh, this, uh, well, it's not it's not necessarily a celebrity death, although it does involve celebrities and death. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk has terminated his Twitter deal. You've my, my favorite, jo- my favorite joke to come out of that, and it's like. I was like, given the number of kids he has from our oh. relationships, the joke is, well, he finally learned how to pull out of something. There it is. <laughs> what is it? He's up to nine kids that that are known. Yeah. And 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 by how many women? So he's a, he's a nine by what? Like a nine by it's not a nine by nine. It's like a nine by six or seven. Right. It, it's still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about that aspect of his personal life. Yeah, I I didn't know about some of them. I knew with at least two, I I knew he had had like more than one kid, but I didn't know about all the others kind of spread about. Like, I think I had heard through, you know, here or there once or twice over time that like this girlfriend was pregnant or that there was a kid with an ex-wife over there or something, but. Yeah, when you string it all together, it's like, what? Yeah. Also, Wikipedia says 10 kids. Wow. Hey. (laughs) Update here, live on the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Were they born yesterday? Yeah, I I don't know. I I also, I don't know if you saw where the the Twitter board, uh, apparently because of the nature of the contract, they're going to take it to court um, because because either he's going to have to pay that fee to to stop the deal or they might be able to enforce the deal. Well, according to uh, his uh, Musk's lawyers, Twitter is in breach of the, the agreement by not providing the information that they promised to him. And I guess he... He's uh, given them an extra month. I think that that was what triggered it the other day. Was it? Was yeah. It June 6th, he sent them a letter saying, you still have not given me everything I need. Here is what I need. Please give it to me. And then 30 days elapsed and then boom, the deal was over. So yeah, that's going to be a protracted legal battle for all of us to enjoy eating popcorn yep. during. How about some lighter, lighter fare here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of entities that are almost dead, CNN says that nobody likes self-checkout. Here's why it's everywhere. And I, I, saw, I saw the reaction to this article on social media, not the article itself. That's what, that's what directed me to the article, because everybody was like, who are these idiots that don't like self-checkout? Like, self-checkout's the bomb. <laughs> They're claiming uh, somebody surveyed a thousand shoppers and 67% of them said they'd experienced a failure at the self-checkout link. Well, that doesn't mean they don't like it. That just means that something didn't work right once. (laughs) Everybody I know loves self-checkout because you don't have to deal with other human beings. I I will say the only ones I know who don't like it are generally like, you know, the the boomer Karen types that... (laughs) would rather be pushing some poor cashier around with uh, their pile of coupons arguing over everyone and asking them to get the manager and then writing a check in the express lane. Right. (laughs) Definitely. uh, Definitely experienced that when I worked a grocery store cashier. 
I had one more article and it was about, I'm positive, I'm because I did it yesterday, I bookmarked the article about the, the porn star who was holding in her farts and had to go to the hospital because she didn't want to fart. Not quote unquote porn star, like an OnlyFans type porn star, because <laughs> it was funny. And then when I went to retrieve my bookmarks, I get, I get something. I think it's the same OnlyFans star, excuse me, Jess Switch, who makes fifty thousand dollars a month, uh, pretending to be a sexy giant. Now I had heard of this before, but uh. I didn't realize it was a thing. Oh, everything you can imagine is a thing <laughs> no, I know. to someone. <laughs> but I don't get it though. Like if you're if you're the if you're the the object, if you, if you're the the teeny tiny little ant-sized person, what what do you get out of being sat on by a giant hot woman? That you want to that you want to spend thousands of dollars. Yeah, I know there's like some <laughs> intersection between the people into that and just like the general like female domination sure. type stuff. But yeah, it's definitely taking a weird turn somewhere <laughs> along the way. And yeah, people who deal in that niche stuff can can make a lot of money. Because no one else wants to do it. <laughs> I think you might have hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> so there's a there's a uh an over demand and an under supply. Basically. <laughs> I would think that there would be an under demand. But what do I know? <laughs> like you said. If you can think of it, there's yeah. Well, you, that was a, that's a Patton Oswalt joke from like 30 years ago. Like, if you can think of it, there's a magazine for it. Now it's a website or whatever. Yeah. A channel on a website. Well, I mean, I, that that's probably, I feel like that's just a general internet culture thing that Patton Oswalt picked up on. Has, has, yeah, that's been a long-standing phrase in, in all my time on the internet. Or, or it, it has trans translated from print to online in the time since that joke was written because that's like an old <clears throat> standard definition four by three ratio hbo comedy half hour special i think that that comes from from way back in the day when he didn't have I, gray hair i mean the one i always think of because the game grumps talk about it all the time um game grumps being like online video game you know youtubers uh, there is a site called WikiFeet that its whole thing is it tries to catalog any images of any celebrity's feet that exist, be they, you know, YouTube or Twitch streamers or like, you know, movie stars like that. That is that site's whole reason for existing. OK, the feet thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't assume that you did, uh, but I was going to say in case you did not that there's anything wrong with that um but like at least with the giant woman you know she's pressing her you know sexy parts against your tiny aunt self right feet though like yeah. what's the attraction to feet 
I, I, I'm just always amused as you like video game YouTubers in particular, you'll sometimes they'll have conversations because they, they will talk about uh, what their respective wiki feet ratings are. <laughs> what does that just mean? Just because the fact that it exists is so hilarious to them. What, what do you mean their ratings? Uh, because apparently as part of this website, uh, I guess there is a rating functionality of the quality of the people's feet pictures. Oh, their own rating, you mean? Because they're YouTube stars, they have they have a rating? Somebody has they, captured that, an image of YouTube their feet somewhere? That, yeah, for YouTube stars that have had pictures of their feet end up on WikiFeet. Like the users of Wikifeet have rated their feet pictures, and sometimes these YouTubers like to talk about it because it's just so hilarious to them. Well, thank God we don't do video on this, or I'd have to be wearing shoes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you, you had a, a toe peek into frame at any point, you never know. I think I've shown my feet on the webcam before, like as a joke. I hope nobody took a screen. Cap. That was a mistake. <laughs> okay, and can we please address that it appears you are drinking out of out of the uh, holy grail today? Yeah, no, this was like a pewter <laughs> goblet my roommate got me for Christmas last year. Oh, it's, the design's okay. pretty faint, but like it's the it's got a band on it that has like a skull design embossed on it. <laughs> I thought, because I thought I saw you, are you drinking out of a coffee mug too? Yeah, I've got my coffee okay. and then I've got my juice. <laughs> I, I noticed the coffee mug and then all of a sudden there's a grail. <laughs> yeah, there's the mug. <laughs> oh, that's, that's just, uh, that's historically inaccurate. Of course, the grail is uh, Mary Magdalene's womb, as we all discovered in the Da Vinci Code. Or it's her, her, her body, or the fat, the bloodline, Jesus, something is, like that. Yeah, Jesus is. I, I mostly, yeah, I mostly just remember um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where they made he was a carpenter, so it was this wooden one, right? Not yeah, the big fancy ones. <laughs> I I thought that was clever at the time. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. Why wouldn't he have carved it out of wood? I don't know. <laughs> wood. So have you seen this new Beavis and Butthead movie? I need to. I've seen clips of it that have me very intrigued, like them meeting their uh, alter, like the weird alternate dimension, like somewhat intelligent versions. Yeah, I, I watched it not last night, the uh, two nights ago I watched it. I had no idea it was it was out until somebody put a clip of it up on social media. And I was like, wait, what the hell is this from? Yeah, I, I had clips of it show up in my um my TikTok feed the other day. But uh but yeah, you're right. There's um <laughs> there there is a a smart Beavis and Butthead that that can travel interdimensionally and, and appear to the actual Beavis and Butthead and <laughs> my favorite part about them is that instead of uh, because they're smart Beavis and Butthead, instead of just laughing incessantly at everything they vocalize their appreciation of the humor and i i'm not going to try to describe it anymore i'm just going to let you hear it here here here's a brief clip of, of, of them meeting our names are unknowable to your puny brains but you may call us smart beavis and smart butthead <laughs> 
You see, in infinite universes, there are infinite iterations of every person. Every possible version of you exists, and we are the most intelligent versions. Uh, did any of the other versions ever score? No. No version of Beavis and Butthead has ever scored. That is true in every reality. Cool. <laughs> We're gonna be the first ones. <laughs> no. yeah. Humorous. Quite humorous, yes. Droll. Very droll, yes. Whimsical, yes. yes. That is amusing, yes. Quite jocular, yes. Yes. Mirthful, yes. Okay, that's enough frivolity. <laughs> the mirthful one was what got me because, of course, your Zoom handle, Mirthquake. It's like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta clip this, this sound effect for Josh. <laughs> I hope he's seen it. But uh, yeah, you definitely did to check it out. Is it as good as Vivas and Butthead Do America? maybe not but it it's definitely good it holds its own it it throws a a couple of curveballs that are that are pretty nice i didn't yeah uh, it, it it is interesting a lot of that uh mike judge stuff is coming back because i believe they're doing a revival of king of the hill no well. really yes a a revival not a reboot um, I'm, I'm unclear on, I just know they're working on some new King of the Hill project. Um, I don't know what the exact plan is. Yeah, potential revival on January 18th, 2022, Judge and Daniels announced the forming of a new company with a revival of King of the Hill being one of several series in development. Sweet. Greg Daniels, of course, from The Office and a bunch of other funny shows. Yep, I know Conan O'Brien talks about him a lot because I believe they roomed together for a time. Yeah. Bandera Entertainment. That's the new animation company. Yeah, every time a show like that gets brought back, I always worry because <laughs> it's so rarely as good as the original. I was like, I still think about Futurama a lot because I never liked anything past the initial four season run as oh, yeah. much as those initial four seasons. Boy, I tell you what, most of them there revivals never quite cut the mustard, if you know what I mean. It'll be good to do that voice again. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to practice more. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh. Uh, wow how about that <clears throat> no i was gonna say um the new beavis and butthead i did not i did not leave my sofa in pain with with extreme face and abdominal pain like i did when i left the movie theater back in what was that 95 or 96 thereabouts the first movie from laughing so hard nonstop. but uh you know i am what 20 something years older nearly 30 years yeah <laughs> so maybe maybe the humor isn't as humorous to me but it still is <laughs> stupid well and, sex and like, based toilet humor <laughs> never, conan o'brien talks a lot about like what tends to last and what doesn't he's like physical comedy or like just stupid stuff that has no real connection to current times always holds up better than referential comedy true yep i agree well speaking of uh of reboots revivals and remakes josh what did you bring for us today to talk about 
I, I'm a few years late to the party, um, but I finally played Final Fantasy VII Remake, which one of the reasons I kind of dragged my feet on it is Final the original Final Fantasy VII is, like, really important to me. Like, it came out when I was a teenager, as what, that was 97. Uh, and that game is a large part of the reason I became an environmental engineer. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of the story is centered around, like, evil power company using up a resource in a way that's killing the planet. Uh, the main characters, you know, they start out, they're bombing one of the reactors. They're basically eco-terrorists. And that the, just the whole environmental angle of the story was the first time I, I started thinking, like, is environmental engineering a thing? Is that something I could do with my life? And, like... Psh even though as when I went to Georgia Tech, they didn't have a dedicated environmental engineering program. I basically, I, I took chemical engineering, but then just when I started working, I, I went into the environmental field. Because um, even at the time, uh, there weren't a lot of formalized programs for environmental engineering yet. But so when they announced the remake, the remake's been in the works for a long time. They originally announced that it was happening with some footage in like 2014, 2015. And then two years after that reveal, they scrapped that entire version of the game and started over. Uh, has originally uh, Square Enix had farmed out development of the remake to their, uh, it's a developer called CyberConnect 2, which their whole big thing is anime-based uh, action games. And for whatever reason, they terminated that version, scrapped pretty much all of it, and started over uh, in-house. Uh, and, and this Final Fantasy VII remake I played isn't even the whole story. They've said it would be spread over like, because it, it's this new newer version is much higher budget, so it's spread over like three games. I think is the ultimate plan. Okay. The um the the original came out on three discs, and the the Final Fantasy remake I played is effectively the first disc. But like I, I really enjoyed it. They kept a lot of the the story intact. Like they made a few drastic changes because there's kind of over the whole thing, they added you know kind of a meta commentary regarding remakes because it's implied that like the Final Fantasy VII timeline has played out multiple times, and there's certain forces trying to to keep things on a certain path. And every time things get off the path, something weird happens to to kind of push it back. And so, like, they've added this extra layer of, in addition to, like, the environmental and, and evil corporation stuff, they've added this layer of, you know, this time they're going to try to, to push through to the best possible version of the timeline uh they, they've also it's not purely turn-based like the original was it's kind of an action game with turn-based elements because in a lot of the fights you know you have like your regular attack you have like a secondary thing every character can do and then you have a bar that fills and then when the bar fills up you can go to a command screen uh, that kind of slows everything down, so you, that that's where you choose like your magic or your special moves or what have you. 
and you know just trying to pick the right things for the right situations and that's and, that, that's all new for this version yeah the, the combat system's completely revamped uh they kind of changed the way weapons and equipment works has it especially the weapons has it used to be like typical japanese rpg the original you'd find a new weapon like almost every time you you got to a new section and you were always trying to switch to the the newest best weapon what this one does is there's a much more limited set of weapons each character has and there's a an upgrade system for all the weapons and each weapon has its own strengths and weaknesses so like depending on your play style like i used like the very first sword for cloud the main character uh for off and on for most of the game because that was kind of the well-rounded weapon that was good for both magic and attack but like there were some that were more specifically for physical attack some that were more specific for magic it, it's no weapon ever becomes fully irrelevant the way they've set it up nice and uh it basically goes the the story in this one kind of goes up about to when they they leave the main city in the first you know like I said end of the first disc in the original, um, Midgar, Midgar yeah, uh something so in the original game uh, Sephiroth who's kind of the iconic villain doesn't really show up until disc two but in remake he's all over it from an early point but there are implications he's not that timeline sephiroth huh like they're doing all kinds of like very weird stuff with like intersecting timelines and and you know trying to change fate you know fate being what happened in the original game basically so how obvious uh, are all of these changes <laughs> to somebody who hasn't played the game in 20 years? I, I, I think it'll be because they, they add a completely new element. They're like these ghostly figures that are the ones who show up to kind of force things back on track every time something different from the original game happens. Oh, OK. So there's a uh, little there's a little bit of ex, more exposition. Yeah, a little. The, the The one thing I really love uh, is Cloud. It has like orig- OG Cloud was kind of <laughs> this like emotionless piece of cardboard that interesting things happened to. <laughs> like he wasn't really a character in any of the original stuff. Uh, they they have. Uh, he's much better written in this. Like he is actually a fully realized character in now, the this, remake, which is I this appreciate. The, the character everyone plays. Uh, he's the one you start out with and like is your you'll occasionally take control of other people and in combat you can kind of freely switch around to who you're controlling but like yeah in general like cloud is your pov okay but like he he actually like cracks jokes like that is not (laughs) something og cloud ever (laughs) would have done like like it uh, has you know spoiler for very old game like (laughs) There's the undercurrent that you eventually find out Cloud is not really who he says he is uh, because of a traumatic thing that happened. He kind of constructed a completely new version of like what happened to him after he left home. 
and, and that they they've kind of played with that a little as it's being implied it that there are forces kind of pushing him to realize that earlier than he did in the original game uh like something will happen that'll trigger memory and you know it'll It'll kind of, he'll have these moments like he's having a migraine or something, and then because someone's about to tell him something that's kind of going to lay open this issue, uh, and then the ghostly things show up to kind of, like, no, no, you're not supposed to know about this yet. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) And the way it ends kind of implies that, like, from here on out, things are going to play out very differently. Um, Because, like I said, uh, some characters in particular seem to be aware of what's going on, that like there have been past iterations of the timeline, and that there's this force that wants to try to keep things on a very particular path. Uh, so it's the ending is kind of like, hey, if we do this thing, we can, like, the future can genuinely be what we make it, not just what the, you know, these things want to make it. Yeah, choose your own destiny instead of uh, follow the ghostly figure's advice. Yeah, ba- basically choose your own destiny uh, instead of just repeating what the original Final Fantasy VII did, effectively. That's a neat spin on a reboot or revival or remake or whatever we're calling this. Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings just from the standpoint of like, because the original was so important to me becoming an environmental engineer, it's like, I didn't need the whole meta narrative thing, but yeah. I have to admit after playing through it, I'm still interested in it. Well, the original must have been important to more people than just you because they picked this one to remake. How many Final Fantasies are there? Uh, 16 yeah. is probably coming out sometime in the next two years, and that doesn't include, like, secondary entries or spinoffs. Um, yeah, S- 7, a lot of people, it was their first Final Fantasy, because that was the first one that got a huge push in the U.S. Ah. Um, and that was the first one to be, you know, 3D and not 2D pixel art, basically. Oh, is. okay. I just so, I just so, got vaguely that it was the most popular one up to that point. Yeah, basically, has like prior to that, you still had has American Final Fantasy three was Japanese Final Fantasy six. Is at the time they only brought over the ones they thought might get Western interests, and not many people has like I love six. Six is one of my favorites. Um, but that was on the Super Nintendo during a time frame where a lot of people just didn't know about Final Fantasy. But 7 got, like, it came out, it made a big splash, got a huge marketing push. And and so that's the Final Fantasy almost everyone knows. Got it. Like, like even com- compared to even entries that came after, like, people remember 7 very distinctly. It seemed like, from what I was reading, there was something special about 7. But I couldn't, you know, they didn't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's, you know, you know, you have this environmentalist, anti-corporate, like, set up to the storyline. Uh, it, it, it's the first one that got a big push in the West. Uh, it's, I think, still one of the, the best-selling ones in the franchise. And apparently Remake did huge numbers as well. And so there's there's two more coming? 
part two more parts to this? Uh, I, I believe they've said, yeah, it'd be roughly like, you know, one game per disc of the original, I think was the plan. Who knows if it slips from that? I mean, originally Game of Thrones was going to be what, a trilogy, four books. <laughs> <laughs> But before uh, before uh, targets uh, slipped, well, that those that's the number of books he wanted to write, <laughs> and th- and then he decided he had more story than that many books could contain. <laughs> uh, I, I I remember reading some of the interviews about that. Unfortunately, the uh, the uh, continuation of 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 the story did not align with his willingness to write more books. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of got off track. Like he he spent time working with a Japanese game developer to to have basically produce Elden Ring. Uh, he finds all these other projects to work on that are not the thing he's known for. He's we just started watching Dark Dark Skies. Is that what it's called on AMC? It's a Navajo police in the seventies, and he's an executive producer on that, along with of all people, Robert Redford. <laughs> I'm like, he's never oh, this... gonna finish that book yeah, series. I know that's uh, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> like, what's he doing on this show? Yeah, he's not writing that book. I, I, I yeah, I, 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 and it's weird because I'm so used to as one of my favorite authors is Brandon Sanderson, who cranks out multiple books a year that are most of them are good quality. Like, I enjoy most of his stuff. Uh, and then you have George R. R. Martin who puts out like what like as I'm looking, he's done like a few novellas since the last full uh Song of Fire and Ice book came out, but like I don't think he's had a full novel since. Yeah. I don't know. It's just very interesting that drastic difference in approach. <laughs> And Jim Butcher's the same way, Dresden Files and all. He he puts out at least a book a year, generally, even if it's not, you know, a Dresden Files book. It, it You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't read the Game of Thrones books. I watched the series. I'm minimally aware of the fact that he, he still isn't done. But, uh, you know, from my perspective, especially given what you just described with these other two authors who appear to enjoy what they do for a living. I don't think he likes writing the game of Thrones books, the the song of uh, fire and ice or ice and fire or whatever it is. I, I, I do wonder. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely feels like maybe it was something he threw out, not expecting much from and like didn't expect it to be as huge as it was. Or he just, uh, you know, maybe he was really into it in the beginning and he, he, told too complex of a story that he was willing to finish well and even reading the books like it's been a while because i've read like the uh i read the first three i don't think i ever got to four but like it definitely felt like he was already kind of writing himself into corners it was gonna be hard to get out of yeah as even the early parts of the TV show like change some very noticeable things, I, I think, because of that issue. Are you looking forward to House of the Dragon? Has uh, Matt Smith's going to be in that, which, yeah, I remember that catching my attention be- yep. primarily because of that. I think that starts soon, doesn't it? Like I think. Next, this month or next month? 
Yeah, I just remember seeing some clips from, I guess, while it was being produced. And and yeah, like, you know, one of my favorite doctors from Doctor Who being in it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it a try. August 21st. So about six weeks. People also ask, is Amelia Clark in House of the Dragon? Will any Game of Thrones actors be in House of the Dragon? <laughs> like, that's what you care about, huh? You don't want to see... You don't want to see the same world, but in, you know, from a new perspective with new people, you want every, you want Game of Thrones part two. <laughs> I love, yeah, I, I love about, the Google I was about questions. To say, the, the, the only thing coming out in August that's particularly on my radar at this point is the, um, the, the Andor TV series for Star Wars uh, about the um, Cassian Andor yeah, 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 character yeah, yeah, yeah. from Rogue One. Right. I was trying to th- think of Rogue One. Well, at first you can, it, yeah. Every time I hear that name, I get confused, and I think Endor, and I'm like, they're doing an Ewoks thing, and then I have to, and then I have to remind myself, wait, no, that's that guy. <laughs> that's that guy from that movie. How would you like the Obi Wan? Uh, I still have not watched. Uh, like, I've fallen behind on a lot of stuff. The main thing I've been watching recently is, um new ultraman just started which ultraman is like one of those japanese action franchises like common rider that you know there's a new one every year uh but with ultraman the the production company in japan has just they've just said screw it we'll throw up the full episodes on our official youtube channel with subtitles as they come out in japan oh wow so, so yeah that, that's <laughs> i definitely appreciate that given how how tepid Toei is still being with their common writer releases, though they did just announce uh, at I think it was Anime Expo that common writer Kuga, which is you know kind of the first one of the modern era, will get a Blu-ray release now. Like in the West, it's it's probably already had one in Japan, I assume. Yeah. What about uh, Stranger Things four? Uh, I just started that. I'm only like two episodes in. I just finished it last night. (laughs) Yeah, I I know people have been talking very well of the... My impression just listening to people react to it is that people weren't like super impressed by the first half, but that they love the second half of the fourth season. Well, the second half is like two movies, a short one and a long one. it's one hour and a half long episode and one two and a half hour long episode i don't know understand why they split it up yeah that that's yeah that's a weird they've done some weird splits like that with other releases and yeah i don't get it i i just know the pacing of the first half now that i'm trying to watch that is it just feels weird like even for stranger things it feels weirdly slow it speeds up that's what i heard basically (laughs) what was a surprise to me was that there's a season five i had not heard that i thought this was the end (laughs) and and from what i've been told one of my friends who loves stranger things more than i do was saying that like she doesn't know how they're going to continue it like she even felt things were kind of wearing thin in this season well the way no i don't want to spoil anything I will find out for sure before I, uh, I'm on next. <laughs> it's not that much of a spoiler. It's just like a logistical I, I, thing. 
but I'm still yeah. not going to say it. Gotcha. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I mainly know two, about two things that I haven't gotten to yet. I know about the use of Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. And oh, I hope you I, like that song. Yeah. <laughs> and I know about the... Um, I, I, I know at some point Eddie shreds to Master of Puppets. Yep. I don't know why. I just know that he shreds to it. <laughs> yeah. As even as I saw, even Metallica on social media has been getting in on the act. Well, they had the the Kate Bush effect, I guess, is what we're calling it now. Because uh, I just said that. I don't know if anyone else was saying that. <laughs> the Stranger Things effect um, hit him, hit uh, them, Metallica too. I can well, as I know. Um, as I had noticed that all of a sudden uh, running up that hill was all over TikTok. A lot of people were using, you know, audio clips from that song. And like, I, I was asking my friend who had already watched season four as like, is it in Stranger Things? I feel like it has to be. That's the only place where it could come up and explode like that all of a sudden. <laughs> Hey, it's a good song, but it's a great song. By yeah. by the end of season four, you probably don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I, I I have heard it comes up a few times. A little bit. Well, it's it's um it has a function. I'll leave it at that. There's there's a reason it gets played a lot. Yeah. No, I I liked it. It was good. I don't know. I like uh for different reasons. I, 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 the, what your friend said, I also, I don't know what is going to happen, how they're going to wrap things up in season five. Well, and I will say like uh, end of C, even end of season three, I remember thinking like, oh, this story is effectively done, but like, right. th- there's nothing more to see here. They killed the big bad. Right. Yeah. Or so you thought. <laughs> yeah, it, fe- it, it felt like they were ending it there, um, and then there was that that stinger at the very end. Well, I think some people probably are like, "Oh my god, they just keep bringing it back, and it's you know, like why can't they just defeat the thing, defeat the big bad, and it's over?" They keep, you know, it's like torture. They're bringing it back. They actually they did a really interesting, clever thing with it to explain why the upside down is still a thing in season four i was happy with that but like you said it's slow going at the beginning yeah yeah it took me forever just because of how awkward it feels it was taking me forever to get through the scene of you know 11 giving a presentation at school has just awkward scenes like that i always struggle to get through has like i'm awkward enough in my own life i don't need to view other people's (laughs) awkwardness totally agree yeah it's it's cringy <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> she's having trouble fitting in <laughs> just a little it doesn't help that there's she's surrounded by bullies yeah i did kind of enjoy like i do enjoy the elements of it you know where you know one of them's trying to get in good with a more popular crowd but like you know the rest of them are kind of like not having it <laughs> right <laughs> Oh, so you saw the 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 whole uh, was that the first episode? The, yeah, the, that, the that, conflict that's shown between in the first episode. Yeah, the the big basketball game and the the D and D campaign. D and D is important, man. <laughs> Who cares about some big game? <laughs> <laughs> 
lot of filming locations, different filming locations outside of Georgia. <laughs> we were watching the the end of it last night, and there like there's a scene in the woods, and I'm like, those trees are awfully tall for Indiana, and then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's here. I keep forgetting that <laughs> they filmed that here. Yeah, but, the uh, infinite pine trees. Yeah, but much of it is uh is of the season is filmed in uh looks like Southern California and somewhere in the desert, probably also um, in Southern California, but they call it Nevada, I think. I know some of the uh, the prison camp stuff was filmed mm. uh, in Europe. I wondered where that was because it it looks like it's not in this country, but I Lithuania. I assumed it wasn't actually Russia. Or yeah, you know, some, some, yeah, some filming for the fourth season took place at uh, some prison name I can't pronounce near uh, Vilnius, Lithuania. Vilnius, yeah, that's where uh, uh, Sean Connery's character in Hunt for Red October is from. Marco Ramius, he's Lithuanian by birth, remember, not Russian. And then the Russians killed his wife by botching her uh, appendectomy, and that and that's why he flips and decides to defect spoilers for the let's see 38 year old movie <laughs> is it that old oh wait no the i'm sorry 38 year old book uh 32 okay. year old movie i was 10 years old like when that. that movie came out <laughs> it's a great movie back before alec baldwin was a murderer um <laughs> Is he is he still out of jail? Um, I that's a good question. <laughs> I think he is. Oh, to be a Hollywood celebrity. That's why we celebrate their deaths here on Nurburger. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Only some of them. I mean, that's just yeah, all of that. Like I can kind of see like every single side of that has just such a cluster of factors that went wrong, but like ultimately it's his set. So, and there's video of him pulling the trigger when he said he didn't, or with his, you know, his hand on the, or his finger on the trigger when he said it never was, or something. And he doesn't react like he 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 thinks it's the blank that was supposed to be in the gun, like he was pulling a joke, assuming the blank was in the gun, like it was supposed to be. But somebody somewhere screwed up and put a real bullet in. That's why he doesn't react. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Stranger Things. Common Writer. Uh, streaming stuff, yeah. Common Writer. Oh, does that about do it for today? Uh, I think it does for me. I can't think of anything else that I'm watching. Still watching The Old Man. Have you checked that out yet on FX? I don't think I've heard about that one. That one's kind of Tom Clancy-esque, oddly, since we were just talking about that. Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow are, well, Jeff Bridges is an ex-CIA. He reminds me of uh, a character from Tom Clancy, not Jack Ryan, another guy. John Clark, that's the guy's name. Um, But he's like ex-CIA old. I've described this. I think I described this last week on the show, so I'll do it again. (laughs) In case you didn't hear that. But so he's, you know, he's an ex-CIA, like, assassin type, but he's old. So people are coming to get him, and he gets in these knockdown, drag-out, to-the-death fights with people. And But because he's old, he barely wins, and there's a lot of groaning. 
<laughs> and like you know old man noises like trying to pick himself back up like oh oh god oh <laughs> but but he eventually wins you know because <laughs> he's apparently that... based on a novel as well yep because he's that good and john lithgow's the uh assistant director of the fbi who's trying to hunt him down but also not that's not a spoiler that's just a that's a little hint yeah, the main thing on FX, I need to get, before the new season starts, uh, for FX, I need to get caught up on the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Yeah, that's a new season. Oh, that just came out, I think. Oh, has it already started? I knew it was soon. Well, I, I don't know I, if, it, if it started or if it's imminent. I just, I haven't finished season three yet, so. They've been advertising it like crazy. Yeah, season, yeah, uh, July 12th is when the first episode hits. So by the time this is released. It'll be out. That'll be the night. Yeah, last night. It was out last night as you're listening to this. And tomorrow night or two nights ago as you're listening to this Better Call Saul final six episodes just started. Do you watch that? I watched the first season and oh. then I just never had easy access to the subsequent seasons. Like I, I love that. I, I loved that first season and I love that character though. So, so I will get to it eventually. The AMC plus platform is difficult to use. <laughs> so if you've got like uh, some other streaming device that allows you to log in through their thing to then circumvent using <laughs> the amc plus app i would recommend that that good huh oh yeah (laughs) yeah i think that that about does it for streaming stuff well josh thanks for joining us again thanks for having me again let's see we've got late 2023 or early 2024 for the second part of final fantasy 7 so it'll be a yeah, while. <laughs> it, it's going to be a bit. Yeah, the the first part came out in 2020, 2020. Yeah. yeah. So so that that's actually not too bad a lag time. What about this enhanced integrated version? Did you check that out? That, that's what. That's basically the PS5 version. That's what you're playing. The PC version. Yeah. Yeah. The the only substantial difference is they added. Uh, an episode regarding uh, Yuffie, who's like the the ninja teenage girl from the original. Uh, it's kind of what she was doing before she she'll pop up in the story proper. Ah. That's the only real like new content that's in the upgraded version, and you can buy it for like the the previous versions. It, it's just it was included in the PS5 and PC version, I think. Okay. Well, thanks again for. Uh your review and now is the part of the show where you ask me where they can find us where can they find us mike i'm so glad you asked josh they can find us at nerdburgershow.com and email us nerdburgershow at protonmail.com join us next time on nerdburger when Dr. Lori appears if she remembers that she agreed to do this next weekend. And she won't be sharing camping stories because she's not going camping. Staycation stories? Does anybody want to hear that? I don't think so. I mean, that'll just be talking about what people watched on streaming again, won't it? <laughs> That's a good point. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, we can't talk about that. We did that last week. And the week before, and the week before that. Yeah, she's going to have to come up with some serious science stuff for us. 